Alright, well, uh, tonight we have Michelle Wood with us. And Michelle, I initially met Michelle in a converted like apartment room in Victory Meadow. And is it Ministries for Victory Meadow Ministry? Victory Meadow Ministry. Victory Meadow Ministry. She is and was at that time a part of this Victory Meadow ministry with um, several other people. And I was so excited to meet some fellow missionaries in Dallas who they kind of felt God calling them to Victory Meadow in particular and have always been really jazzed by her missionary spirit, her commitment to God, her vision for what God is doing in Victory Meadow. And if you don't know, our group has been spending kind of more and more time in Victory Meadow the last six or eight months. We've done several justice initiatives with the Victory Meadow Learning Center and with the group that Michelle has been working with. She's going to tell us more about. And so we thought it would be really helpful for her to kind of come and talk to us and tell her, tell us what she's doing, the work that she's involved in, and also just to help us to learn a little bit more about Victory Meadow because we find ourselves engaging that, that part of town um, and having a bigger and bigger heart for that part of town more and more. Um, so feel free to put uh, put questions away as you're listening to Michelle and act, when she's done kind of introducing herself and telling her story, we'll have a time to kind of dialogue and have a conversation. So without further ado. <laughs> Around the world. The United States takes the highest number, and I think I've heard Dallas takes, but I think that means we take 
example, right now, a lot of the refugees, the newer refugees that are coming in the last couple years from Iraq, Bhutan, or Burma. So, for example, the people who live in Bhutan, there's all kinds of stuff and it's confusing, but ethnic cleansing and certain people not wanted and then kicked out of their country. So they were kicked out of certain people groups, were kicked out of their country, and went to live in Nepal in a refugee camp, truly camping situation for 20 plus years. And so a lot of them will, if you meet them, if, if they're under 20, or in their 20s, they'll say they're from Nepal. But they're probably, they originate from Tom. But the people who are kicked out of Bhutan, they did have roots in Nepal. So it's kind of confusing. But I mean, but basically, and then people from Iraq, a lot of the Iraqi refugees, if they partnered with the United States government in any form of fashion, translators and things like that, then they would wake up some days and they bodies on their porch and their family members kidnapped and ransomed and things like that. It's just not safe for them to be in their country. And so, and then Africa, you've probably heard of the many different awful genocides and things like that that happen in Africa. So, so I mean, there's pretty much war going on everywhere in this world. And um, and so, when it's not safe for them to be at home, then um, the government resettles them um, all over the world, and we take a lot here. And so. Um, the victory the Meadow ministry that I worked for was started by Kamala and Jenkins, and it's just three of us right now, and, um, but it's just involved. Sometimes we have, they've done um, after-school programs, sometimes they've done computer classes, sometimes they've done English. They've always done a clothing closet, um, partnering with the refugee services to get people to that. So it's just always evolved. Now, I came on with them five years ago. Um, I had actually, it's a long story and everything, but I'll skip that part of it. But I was looking, I was really passionate about helping women, kind of in general women. And, um, but, but the human trafficking, forced prostitution, things like that, sexual exploitation, um, is where I was drawn and everything. Um, and, the, and they had decided five years ago they wanted to also go beyond just refugees and, and do something with problems and stuff. So I actually started with them five years ago and we were going to brothels and strip clubs and things like that, just loving on the women. Um, and then that really opened up our eyes to the homeless community, to um, the homosexual community, to mentally ill, just kind of got a little attack, like a little taste of a lot of different areas. Um, and then, but all the while, I'm living, I moved into the apartment complex where a lot of these refugees are resettled. So my neighbors and my friends start, are just from around the world. So in one week, I can eat some Iraqi food and drink some Ethiopian coffee and, um, and you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I just, like, God got me there because of my passion for women and human trafficking, but he's just blown beyond, way beyond all of that. Um, and kind of how that has evolved. Um, I was starting to tell you guys that, you know, we would get girls that, you know, we would tell them about Jesus' love and da 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 da, but then try to bring them to church and that never worked and um, it just didn't fit. They weren't comfortable or it just didn't fit with that culture. And especially then you meet, you know, an Apollo or an Iraqi person and try to fit them into an American culture church with pews and praying, you know, like it's just like we just realized it just something, it just wasn't. We were missing something, and God really led us to learning more about church planting um, and more like con- contextualizing 
like getting the gospel of Jesus just down to what in the roots he is, but it can look different. We can pray like this, we can pray like this, we can pray on our knees, we can pray, you know. So we just started learning about how to um, strip away all the Americanness of our uh, gospel and our Jesus in our church and, um, and really, really bring church to people, no matter what they look like, no matter who they are, where they come from. Uh, so we've just been learning a lot about that, and, and then that also led me to um, economic empowerment and community development type things, just really realizing, you know, when we're wanting to help someone come out of prostitution or something like that, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, how can I, what am I supposed to do if I'm not going to get paid for this? Well, you know, and we were kind of like, well, we don't know, like, we love you, but we don't know what you're going to do, you know? And so really just, like, God showing us, like, there has to, like, or at least for me, I wanted to be more than just sharing with Jesus. It's kind of funny. I started out just justice. I could care less if they heard about Jesus. Honestly, at that point, like I just wanted justice for human trafficking and get them out. Then I realized, actually, they could stay in the brothel. If they had Jesus, they would be okay, and they just need Jesus. But then, and then it kind of came full circle to, okay, they need more all kind of like community development and stuff like that. Sorry, I said but um, but so yeah, it's just kind of like come full circle to um, to now where I feel like God was just really showing me how just really like community development, economic empowerment, giving them options, giving it like taking someone and what did God create them to do? Like He created each one of us with different gifts and talents and strengths and weaknesses and on purpose for that to be something to 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 actually give to our community to provide for our families. And so, kind of what I feel passionate about right now is just helping people discover who did God create them to be, and then apply that to just fulfilling their happy, like making them happy by using their strengths, and maybe it'll pay extra bills, or maybe it'll be an entire supporting their family, you know. Um, but just being who God created them to be, and I think in I know in that they're going to discover God because they're discovering their Creator and, and how He created them, and. Um, so, five years ago when I moved into this apartment complex, not knowing anything about refugees or anything, I remember having this idea of, like, looking around at all the ethnic fun stuff and eating their food and all that stuff and just thinking, like, why do I go to Pier 1 Imports and P.F. Chang's and I'm like, you know, like, everything's into this ethnic stuff. And, like, it's right here. Like, people make this food and they have this whole manufacturing. You know, like, why are we doing that? And wouldn't it be so cool to have, like, a street market here in Victory where people could just set up shop and sell their stuff and people from Dallas would come and enjoy all of this fun ethnic stuff. And, um, and so that was five years ago. I thought that was just a cool idea Michelle had. And then about a year and a half ago, um, we were just burned out of ministry, ready to quit, ready to kill ourselves and each other and everything. And um, we just went to our separate corners and we just said, what is God telling me to do? Not what does everybody expect me to do, not what are we supposed to even do as a team, just what is God telling me to do? And he started reminding me of that thought, idea that I thought I had about a street market. And um, and I just started thinking, oh my God, like, God, are you like telling me you want me to do this? But how is Michelle going to do a market? Like, it just takes so much, I just didn't know what I was going to do, but I started working towards that process. And sorry, that's how I started getting led into economic empowerment and community development. So, a couple months ago, I meet this group of artists that um, have been given $100,000 by the National Sculpture Museum to come into Vickery Meadow, and they want to do a street international market on Ridgecrest, the street.
streets that I live in, like they want to do exactly like what I like what God told told me we should do, you know. And I have no, I think it's going to take ten years to do that, or how would I do this? And, um, so I just I'm blown away by what um, what this group and after them is wanting to come in and do. So they've given a hundred thousand dollars to an artist to come in and do something in Victory. And he is known for community development, and so what he wants to do is create kind of a pop-up market, an experiment market here in Victory to see um, is it something that Dallas would adopt and, and take on, and um, is it something that the community would come together and, and show interest in. So for the last several months, there's been artists coming into Victory um, really doing some workshops and different stuff like that to kind of identify what are you already good at, what do you like to do, or what can we teach you to do, or, you know, whatever, whatever, and um, and helping create some artists and some little entrepreneurs. And um, in October 19th will be the first. We've done a couple of fun events, and some of y'all came in um, and served at the Lucky Pop when we did food. And October 19th we'll have, an, like, we're going to have a street fair market type thing where there's going to be um, about 35 residents who have been making jewelry, making clothes, and making flowers and paper and all this stuff, like doing a small little market. Um, and then there's probably going to be a food aspect. There's going to be a youth zone where um, there's going to be artists coming in and doing different stuff to hold kids' um, attention and interact with kids and everything like that. Um, and different ways to display some art. There's going to be some white cubes. They're, they're like science artists or not an artist. I don't get the art scene, but they're having, like, we've, through this process, um, they've discovered, so one of the goals was to discover these people and their talent. And this one guy is actually a famous um, Iraqi artist. And I mean, the work that he does in his little apartment in Victory, I mean, it belongs in galleries. It's just amazing. And so creating an avenue for someone like him with that talent to not just be lost in the United States because of language or culture or whatever, you know. Um, another woman, Unkuteva, we call her Unkuteva, that means mother of Kuteva. Kuteva's her oldest child. Um, and she's from Iraq. And she just takes crepe paper and she makes the most beautiful flower arrangements and yesterday we were doing a show, it wasn't even a market, and we were just doing a little show to tell our people about what we were doing. And maybe 15 people walked in the door in five, in four hours, and she made $100. And I mean, it was just amazing. She would have never had an outlet like this of someone to pour into her and someone to identify. She had been looking for this specific paper. She's been here for two years, and she could not find the paper that she needed to do this. And Cynthia, this awesome artist who's been helping them do this stuff, she knew how to search for this product. Oh, yeah, here, okay, give her. And now that she's just been given and shown where to get this paper, she is just flourishing and making all kinds of great stuff and going to make some money for it. So those are just kind of some examples of... Um, like what this market could do for these people and I mean the end goal is really to create community too because there is a lot of fear like the Mexicans don't like the blacks the blacks don't like the Napoleon you know da 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 da, da and everybody there's lots of fear and they are very um, culture and community driven which is good I used to think they all just need to intermix and like a group like this why can't we have a group color and 
And what? Yes. Person don't look like they 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 in need or they're 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 in need and they need help yeah. doesn't mean that they're not going through some or they don't. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot. Look at me. Look at me. I keep myself up. You know what I'm saying? I, I moved here from the West Coast. Uh, all them ventures you talking about already seen. Been doing. They have them off off yeah. on the West Coast. Seattle to Portland to. LA. Yeah. They have them off, yeah. you know. But me, if I see somebody, my judgment and my character, God is going to let me know that person actually needs help. Yeah. It's just like going to a church. Some people sit in front, some people sit in the back. But normally, the Reverend look at the people in the front. He don't look at the people in the back or the middle. Those are people that need help too. Yeah. Not just one person. Everybody needs help. Maybe that's the license commercial kitchen and we can talk about that. <laughs> so <laughs> that is one thing 
we're thinking that for this for, for October 19th, we're probably not going to be ready to do the food, but maybe. But yeah. literally, we'd be looking for like the commercial kitchen first of all. But then it's all about getting the people there that don't have cars with all their stuff, then transporting it, keeping it sanitary, all that kind of stuff. But I'll we have, but we have that will be an aspect of the of the thing. Did I say that? Is performance? Yeah. Of, okay, of dancing and singing and all that kind of okay. stuff. So yeah. I'm with that. All right, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> This is your pop up market, like uh, you guys walking off the street. And so then, like, we'll set up the Yeah. I'm just trying to do a lot Yeah, of I, I, should, I should have brought a map, I guess. Yeah. Um, we're not going to walk off the street. Well, things are very fluid right now. We change our minds and make decisions all the time. And I've made decisions. <laughs> yeah, I've been like, in like, street markets, like, yeah. Right, you know, right. It's like, not going to be closed off like that. Okay. Um, but basically, Here's Ridgecrest. Like here's Park Lane. Ridgecrest is a residential all apartment, and then there's um, East Ridge that is the end of it. And there's a, um, uh, where whoever came and served in that same place under the big tree is what we call it. Um, that's where the performance is going to be. There's a stage, and that's where there'll be an audience stage and everything there. Right next door is a parking lot that will that will be enclosed for booths. Like vendor type things okay. that we're selling, but um, then the food aspect, if we do it, it's going to be a little bit down the road at another apartment complex, which I'll be honest, I'm not in favor of having everything spread out, but we'll just see how it works. It kind of is different reasons why they're doing logistics. So down the street will be the food, and then way down the street, a 10 minute walk, um, there's a U shaped um, driveway, and it's actually called the Gatewood of community or apartments or something, but they're a retirement home, but that's what they're going to do. It's, a, it's got a big lawn and area where we're going to do the youth zone. And if you guys come to serve, that's what we can talk about. Um, when we're talking that maybe that might be a thing that you're going to enjoy doing and interacting with the youth and the kid part of it, um, which will feel kind of far away. Yeah. So it won't be. The idea is when you can drive by a market, a lot of people like to drive by and pick it up and see if they want to stop. <laughs> that's kind of part of it. Um, but, so, kind of. That's what's up. That's what's up right there. What kind of serving would we be doing? Um, so, the youth zone, there, there's a woman that I can put you on contact with if that's what she'd like to do. She's going to be in charge. She can give us details. But she's going to do some really cool stuff. I think she's hiring, like, three artists to come in and do random stuff. Like, they'll probably be face painting, but then, like, this one artist who's described it, I didn't understand. I think he, like, dresses up in a bunch of stuff and does kind of a theatrical thing, so kind of like a performance for kids. Um, and then another one, I think it might be a craft type thing that kids can make. And so, okay, so I will tell you what to know about this community is kids, kids, kids. Parents are nowhere to be found, like, so what y'all will probably be doing is policing and keeping that place just not crazy overrun with kids and making sure like if artists guy never go here and you've got 20 kids like, like they're not like clown into it, you know what I mean? Like because when we've done things in the past, um, I mean yeah, kids kids are not supervised by their parents, and that's why we decided not to do like a bounce house or something like that, you know? Um, so it'll be really making sure the place stays like safe and under control and the lines and they don't understand lines. There's no lines in most other cultures, you know, and um, so it's 
your group. And she thought, because a lot of y'all, I think, might have kids, maybe it'll be like 10 of you on shift for a while, while the other 10 of you maybe with your kids and stuff, and then like maybe change shift. It's only going to be for three hours at the market. And so, um, so maybe y'all will do shifts or something like that. How can we pray for you? Who is you talking to? 
I'm not, I know his wife was like, who is that? You spent a lot of time with Adrian. Who is this guy? You know, but I really, I'm, I'm so blessed because the one for him, he keep me going. Even if he just shoot me a check. How you doing, Adrian? Hang in there. What you doing today, Adrian? <laughs> you know? But I'm just thankful. I just, I'm grateful. I'm just going to pay it forward. That's all I'm going to do. Michelle, thank you for talking to us. Uh, I would like to mention on, we mentioned it earlier, on October 5th, Saturday, Saturday afternoon, our group is going to partner with some other churches in the area and with Michelle and this translation project to do some some community outreach, put the word out about this market on the 19th, to uh, pray, to survey a little bit, and all of that's kind of in the works, but we'd love for you to please mark your calendars, please walk out um, the 5th and plan to, um, to work with us on that day. We'll do a lot of walking and get to know the bigger meadow. I'm bringing some day. shoes. I'm bringing some shoes. Yeah, but it's like still on my feet, so I got this business, you know. Right. Um, I would like to before we um, before we transition to the next thing, just to kind of have a time of prayer for you and for all of this. And if there's somebody who, um, I'll start. But, um, you want to hold hands? It just made me feel like family when we hold hands. Um, if you've got a prayer on your heart to pray for Michelle and for Victory Meadow Ministry, just uh, lift it up. That's right. Father God, we come to you, Father, say thank you, Father. Thank you for your begotten Son, Jesus Christ, Father, who died. And you shed your blood for us, Father, on the cross. Father, we just ask that you bless the world, Father. Bless those in need. Bless those that's in time, Father. Bless our soldiers, Father. Bless this world and heal them from all the lumps and bumps and wounds, Father. Father, we just come together, Father, on this Sunday, Father, say thank you for uh, Michelle. Thank you for everyone in this room and bless their families, Father, and their hearts. Father, thank you for uh, giving us the opportunity to share a meal in your name, Father, because without you, Father, you said that you would give us nothing we can't bear. And I believe that, Father. Father, I just say thank you for the children, Father. To, uh, make sure their hearts is cleansed and they're doing the right thing as far as being responsible uh, young adults and uh, adults in the world. Father, we just come to you and just give you the glory, the power, the strength, the knowledge, the will. And we just want to say that we are not perfect, and you know that, Father. We just ask that you just keep guiding us, Father, for a bright tomorrow, Father. In your precious name, Father, just bless our families and our friends and our associates. In your precious name, your son, Jesus Christ, amen. Did I call that a good word? We'll let somebody else pray. Thank you for Michelle and for bringing her here to talk with us tonight. Thank you for her story and everything you've been guiding her and leading her. And even when she's run ahead, you've been, you've been there. The market in her heart so long ago, and that now you're bringing that to fruition with other people who have a similar dream. So we are thankful for that, and we're just going to work and um, 